Hi, I'm Jake, your podcast producer here at New Hope, and I'd like to invite you to join us with our new show. It's called What Do I Say? and it's hosted by Pastor Ryan. He seeks to answer just that question. What do I say when I'm dealing with these issues? Whether that's homosexuality, the problem of good and evil, or does God exist? We invite you to listen along to today's episode. It's a good one. Hello, and welcome to the podcast show called What Do I Say? My name is Ryan, and I'm the lead pastor at New Hope Church in Adel, Iowa, and as always, joined by Pastor Jake. Howdy. Thank you for listening. Uh, Hopefully, you have had a chance to uh, already be a part of this podcast show and the different episodes on spiritual warfare. This is part three. Out of three, our last one taking on this topic Uh, But if you're brand new, just to remind you or to share with you what this podcast is all about, we want to take on questions that people wrestle with and have from culture, from the Bible, and really bring biblical truth, the timeless truth of Scripture to the timely topics that we face today. Our goal is to equip you. I I really like that. I think, I don't know, some of the topics we've covered are very, it's very easy to say that they're problems of today. We've talked about homosexuality, we've talked about transgenderism, we've talked about things like that, whereas this one, it's like, well, spiritual warfare, is that really a today problem, especially in America? But I think as I've been, as I've been learning and listening, I think I'm very, become more aware of how much of a problem it is in this day and age. So I appreciate that. It's a problem and it's a, it's a place of questions. It's Mm -hmm. a place that people have curiosities about, whether from pop culture or media and movies uh, even reading the Bible, I think this is this is an area that yeah. Even if you're not a believer, even if you don't go to church, I think these types of things can be a place of, of questions. It can be an entry point even to talking about spiritual things with people. Yeah, very true. Well, as always, if you have questions or you just want to uh, share how God's been working in your life uh, through this podcast. Uh, show, I always encourage you to email me at ryan at newhopeadel.org. Love to hear from you. And, uh, and and just to get us caught up, so what we're doing is we're looking at five basic truths on the topic of spiritual warfare. These are the things that, that we believe uh, are foundational for every Christian to know. By no means is this exhaustive. There's a lot of uh, There's a lot more to be said about this topic, but mm-hmm. we're really hitting the spiritual warfare 101 sort of approach. What are the basics? What do I need to know? Now, as I mentioned before, this is part three, and so there have been two previous episodes that we have released on this topic where we're hitting these different truths. Today, we're going to be picking up in the middle of number four and finishing off with number five, but let me do a quick review of the other points. But I would encourage you to push pause, go back, listen to those other episodes, and get caught up. The first basic idea is that there is an invisible world. In other words, there's more going on than our eyes can see. Mm -hmm. There is an invisible reality that is just as real as the physical world. The second thing we talked about is that we are involved in an invisible war. It's a war that you may not have wanted or picked out, but it came to you. And the opposition is real. There is an enemy, which brings us to number three, which we picked up in episode number two, the idea that our enemy is formidable. Uh, we looked at his backstory. Uh, who who was he as an angel originally and his fall and, of course, what he's trying to accomplish which is where we left off last time. Number four is this idea. And when it comes to our enemy, we must respect him, but not fear him. Mm -hmm. Respect him, but not fear him. And what we did was we looked at the different names of Satan to learn more about about who he is and what he's trying to accomplish. 
Now, again, we talked about this in episode two, but there really is more to be said on this point regarding who is he, what's he trying to do, and why is it true that, yes, we we have an enemy that is real and formidable, but we're not to fear him. Mm-hmm. Well, to understand more of his tactics, his ways, what he's trying to do and where he works and how he goes about his work, the Bible gives us some more insight. That's what I want to go to next. Okay. So from the Bible, we learn that Satan attacks God's plans and God's people, and he does it in some strategic spots. So here are the, here are the places that are worth noting. Uh, one place he does that is what I'm going to call false philosophies. Okay. Now, if you're probably like, maybe some of you listeners like philosophy, don't like philosophy, hated right. my philosophy <laughs> class in college. Right. That's not really not what I'm talking about. I'm okay. just talking about a way of thinking. Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. It says this, it says, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy. Let me Mm. pause real quick. Philosophy is not the problem. Bad philosophy is the problem, or as it's described here, hollow and deceptive. So the warning is- A way of thinking might be a good definition. Exactly. So like a hollow or deceptive way of thinking. Philosophy as a word literally means, it's two words, it's phileo, love, Mm -hmm. friendship, love, and sophia, which means wisdom. Mm -hmm. So literally what philosophy means is a love for wisdom. It's a a pursuit of what is real and Mm -hmm. true. It's a worldview. And so that is appropriate and very natural in philosophy Mm -hmm. in in terms of, of how that works. But this is, the warning is, make sure no one takes you captive through bad philosophy or this hollow and deceptive philosophy that Mm -hmm. clearly exists in our world. It goes on. It says, which depends on on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather Mm -hmm. than on Christ. Interesting. So let me give you some examples. Um, Bad philosophy would include moral relativism, naturalism existentialism. Uh, Think about this way. The university is filled with all kinds of isms that are dangerous and deceptive philosophies. It's it's ways that we as people think we're wise Mm -hmm. in our own eyes, and yet Mm -hmm. what we say doesn't correspond with reality. Go back to moral relativism. The idea that there is no such thing as an absolute universal or objective moral truth. There doesn't exist a moral code that is outside of us or beyond us to discover, but rather you get to internally and subjectively create your own ideas of what is right and wrong. And today we we in pop culture and in academia, we hold this up as some enlightened view, but it's hollow and deceptive. Mm-hmm. It's bad philosophy. Naturalism, the idea that all that exists is the physical world. There's no such thing as, as well, point number one, an invisible spiritual reality. Mm-hmm. All that exists is the physical. So as a result, things like God and angels, love, and the number two, and many other types of things do not and cannot exist. Well, that's ridiculous. Yeah. So, I mean, for those of us who maybe are in, in interacting with academia or maybe our kids aren't in high school or college yet, where, where do you see this creep in? in? You said pop culture. Where do you see this creep in? Well, what happens, and this is just a principle for how it works, every idea begins in philosophy. Every idea trickles down into pop culture. And so what happens with that, and what I mean by that, is that we we uh, we write books about it. We sing songs about it. Mm-hmm. We have TV shows about it. We have podcasts about it. 
and it just begins to to creep in. So what begins to happen is that it just takes time, but there's a cultural movement, what's called a plausibility structure, or what are we as a society willing to believe to be true? Mm-hmm. That's not a static fixed thing. That's always adjusting and changing. You can look at lots of examples um, in our culture and moral relativism would be mm-hmm. happen to be one of them of of how we have shifted over time to embracing uh, this this idea. And so one of the things I get to do is serve as a college professor and in philosophy and and I see it every single semester and it is well over 90% of my students just embrace without any thought or or caution or critical thinking that there's no such thing as moral truth. Mhm. But it's not hard to dismantle that. But nonetheless, they just embrace it. It's the fish tank you all sl- swim in. Mm-hmm. And so fish don't know they're wet and people don't know they're being lied to. Mm. So on and on it goes. And, and look, I call these types of isms, and there's many others, as dangerous and deceptive b- because, because they're not true, because they don't correspond with reality. But also we have to remember that ideas always have consequences. Mm-hmm. They always do, good or bad. Yeah. What you think... And how you think matters significantly. Why? Because it always informs your actions. So your lo- your thought life is the epicenter for spiritual warfare. Because if the if the evil one can get you off on your thinking and then what you believe to be true, what I've labeled as false philosophies here, mm-hmm. he's got you. Because your thinking is the train tracks your life runs on mm-hmm. and you will follow your thoughts. Yeah. So So no mistake, that is a place that he is going to attack. We need to be aware of that. How about another one? I'm going to label this one false religions. Now, I want to read a verse to you. This is is crazy. Mm -hmm. And we don't think this way very often. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 20. It says, no, but the sacrifices of pagans, so it's talking about this false religion, are offered to demons. Not to God. And I do not want you to be participants with demons. Hmm. What's this saying? What this is saying is when these individuals were worshiping their gods, their idols, Mm -hmm. they were actually worshiping demons that were behind the idol, so to speak. Now, Mm -hmm. the participants didn't know that. They thought they were worshiping the gods of Marduk or the god of... Beelzebub, mm-hmm. or the god of and Baal. Yeah. Baal. That's what they thought. But what Paul is calling out here says, no, no, the sacrifices of pagans, this worship um, effort and activity, they're actually offered to demons. Mm. This is not to God. And the warning is, do not participate in that. Mm. Be aware. See, any worship that is not directed to the Lord, it's idolatry, and that's a huge deal. That mm-hmm. word has been watered down. We have, you know, the show American Idol and we, you know, but but this is actually a very very big deal. It is it is what we're talking about is a veiled worship of the demonic. See, Satan celebrates worship directed anywhere that's away from the Lord. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's a person, doesn't matter if it's a different religion, worship the environment, worship of fill in the blank, whatever it is. Your car, your job, your kids, whatever. When our worship is placed there, the evil one is pretty pleased. Yeah. That's that's what he's after. Now, connected to this is his promotion, the evil one's promotion of false doctrine. This really goes back to the first one. 
He wants us believing things that are not true. And, and doctrine is just what we believe, what's true exactly. about God and ourselves. And yeah, Let me give you an example. First John chapter 2, verse 18. John writes, he says, Dear children, this is the last hour. And as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, even now many Antichrists have come. This is how we know it is the last hour. Mm. Okay, what's going on here? Well, he's calling out that, yes, there is an Antichrist in times that will come, we'll move onto the world stage, and we'll have a dramatic role to play in eschatology. But up to this point, there have been many Antichrists that have come. There have been many mm-hmm. that have come and said, I'm the Messiah, mm-hmm. even before Jesus came. And we have historical examples Um written down for us of, of of people that rose up and, and they had an, an early following and then that it just faded away and came to nothing of sorts. But there are no shortage. There is no shortage of false religions, false ideas, uh, demonic idols that are available that people can pick and choose and do every day that deceive you and, and really it is designed to turn your heart from worshiping Jesus. Yeah. I think... So it's really easy, I think, to talk about other religions, um, and not necessarily always in a demonic way. That's not something I naturally think of. But it's it's okay. This is not right. But I think sometimes where where I see it is the more subtle twisting of you're still worshiping a Jesus, but it is not the Jesus of the Bible, and Jesus becomes just a picture on a page or this idea instead of the man that he was and the God that he is. Um, and you, you get twisting of Jesus just says to love everyone. And so you end up with this, this worship of this Jesus who is not the true God of the Bible. It's almost a form of Jesus. We've, we've sort of created mm-hmm. like a Lego. Yeah. And and put the parts and pieces together to yeah. form this just remind savior me. that we can, yeah. can can control. Yeah. I, I read a book, um it very weird book, um, but it was called Imaginary Jesus. And that's it it makes it into real life. But this idea that there are so many different Jesuses and they have King James Version Jesus who just speaks very poetically and beautifully, but doesn't actually do anything. Or you have Magic Eight Ball Jesus who just says canned phrases that you want him to say, oh, try again later. Oh, oh, things are going to go well today. And we all have this, we can have these versions that are just incomplete. And I think that's, as a, as a youth pastor, that's something I, I see that hurts me the most and impacts the kids I interact with kind of the most. And it is realizing it is demonic and it is intentional and it is a victory for him when it happens is important. Some of you listening, you may hear this and say, "That's that sounds mean." Mm-hmm. It, you know, like like aren't all religions valid, and don't all religions lead to the same God? Mm-hmm. There's that famous uh, parable of the mm-hmm. the blind men and the elephant, and they're all touching different parts of the elephant, mm-hmm. and one's touching the tail and says, "Well, God is sort of like this," and other the tusk or the leg mm-hmm. or whatever, and and each are forming sort of their own notion of what God is, but but that's a beautiful pursuit, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And let us all live our own truth. Yeah. And and this really, and this is probably a great topic for another podcast, but but the idea that that is not the case. Mm-hmm. There, there are approximately six thousand known religions today. They're not all true. 
Mm-hmm. Logically, they can't be because they say different things about eternity and, and God and life and death and mm-hmm. morals and more. So they can't all be true. Now, they can all be false, but they can't all be true. And so you begin to understand, and, and, and we have to understand, that getting our worship refocused away from Jesus of the Bible, I love how you pointed that out, Jake, that's something he's trying to do. Mm-hmm. And frankly, he's pretty successful at it. Yeah. He's successful at it in pop culture as people are worshiping all kinds of things that are hollow and are hurting them. Mm. But sadly, it's also true inside the church as well. Mm-hmm. And we see too many examples of that today. Mm-hmm. So those are those are some primary targets, some places that, that he's looking to work. But he does more than that. And let me just sort of just rapid fire mention these as example. Satan is working to, he's working to deceive people. 2 Corinthians 4.4, 4. he's looking to and working to destroy lives. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 14. He's looking to persecute Christians, Revelation 2. We see that all over the world today. Mm-hmm. It is happening more than ever. He is working to promote division. 2 Corinthians 2, verses 10 through 11. Division in the marriage, division in the family, division in the church, division among uh, uh, ministry teams that are looking and mission endeavors. We we just see that evidence everywhere. That division is where he high fives his minions and says, look what we did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, he is looking to plant doubt. Genesis 3.15, we see that in the garden with Adam and Eve. Did God really say in planting that doubt? He mm-hmm. is working to influence governments. We see that in Daniel 10. Frankly, we see that today active. He is He is looking to promote sin, fan the flame of sin, if you will. So so we see that whether it's with anger, uh, pride, worry, self-reliance, discouragement, worldliness, lying, immorality, and more. That's his handiwork. That's what he celebrates. That's what he's looking to, to see happen uh, more and more. So what is the purpose of all this? We, we went through all of this, the names and the tactics to understand his ways, to understand that we, we have an enemy, we need to respect him, but we're not to fear him because we know the places and the points where he's looking to attack. Mm-hmm. We understand his ways. Any opponent, we need to know the strengths and weaknesses, and the Bible gives those to us. You had quoted First Peter uh, chapter 5, um, I think verse, would you say it was verse 8? Um, it says to be alert, to be vigilant. And I like that idea is we, we study the lion, not so that we fear it, but so we know what to watch and what to look for. So where, where do we go from here? Number five, the last one. And I want to share this with you. And I, I hope that it puts a big smile on your face. It's been a little heavy up until this If you're driving, <laughs> if you're uh, doing dishes, I mean, whatever it is you're doing, as you're listening, this has been heavy. And it's a heavy topic, mm-hmm. but I want you to hang on to this one. And this is so, so important. Don't ever forget it. Here's principle, basic idea, number five. It's this, that we do not fight for victory. We fight from victory. Mm, amen. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. We, don't, we don't engage in warfare with the enemy f- to, to somehow win the battle. The battle's been won. Mm-hmm. You fight from victory. And again, to, to, to unpack this a little bit, you have an enemy. We've talked about that. His opposition is real. We've talked about this, but you are victorious in Christ. 
because of Christ, not you, not me, because of Christ, you are already victorious. Satan has been defeated. The cross beat him. He mm. lost. He's, he's, he's ruined and he's destroyed in that sense. He is a beaten foe. Um, sin, death, Satan, all of that has been conquered. Now, guerrilla warfare still happens. Mm -hmm. The war is over. He is a defeated foe, but the warfare is still happening. And it's just as real. Those bullets hurt mm -hmm. just as much. But he is, again, defeated and he's on a clock. He's a lion on a leash. Mm. And he knows his time is up soon. And so that's encouraging. Yeah. It reminds me of some of the stories you hear, um, in World War II, especially of, of after uh, Japan surrendered, there were still all those, the islands and whatnot, where maybe they hadn't heard that the war was over. So there were still battles to be fought, but the war was done. Absolutely. Let's look at scripture. Two verses. I love these verses. Hang on to these verses. These are good ones to memorize and hold to. First mm. John chapter four, verse four. It says, you dear children. So we know he's talking about the church, those who love and follow Jesus. You dear children are from God and you have overcome them. Now who's the them? The them in context of the passage refers to these false teachers that are teaching false philosophy, false religion, influenced by the demonic. You have overcome them. Why or how? Because the one who is in you, the Holy Spirit that is, is greater than the one who is in the world, referring to Satan. Mm -hmm. In other words, you have all the power, all the resources to resist Satan and demonic attacks in you. It's not you. It's, it's not your strength. It's not your abilities, your wisdom and wit. It's the Holy Spirit in you. He is greater than the one who is in the world. Amen. Satan is not his equal. Yeah, that is, that's a, a phone lock screen or a, wherever you put your verses. Sometimes I'll tuck them in index cards on my, in my dashboard. That is definitely one to put out there. First John 4.4. Four. Four, four. Four. One other. This is another one that's good to, to memorize and to learn and to return to. James 4.7 says this, it says submit. And what that means is surrender that leads to obedience. Mm. Submit yourselves then to God. Resist the devil and he will flee you. Mm. He's, he's the one who's scared. He's the one that will run. But we have two parts to play. These are strong, strong commands in this verse. We have to submit to God. We, we come we, under his lordship and leadership. We surrender to him. We follow him. We love him. We're all about Jesus, the Holy Spirit in you. We submit to him and we resist the devil. And guess what? He has to go and he mm -hmm. will every single time. And here's the sad part is that way too often the church, whether corporately as a church or individually as a, as a Christian, we cower in warfare. We, we play like we're defeated. We ignore the battle. We retreat from it. We, we wonder how we're going to overcome it. We fret our hands and we worry and we wonder to the opposition. We beg God, keep us safe. Keep us out of harm's way. Don't engage. Don't you know, rile anything up. And yet we forget that in Christ, you've already won. You've already won. You face a defeated enemy. When you resist him, he has to flee. He has to run. And that is a beautiful thing. Now, as we wrap up, the, these are the five basic truths. These are foundational. These are ones that you can go back, listen to, take notes, review them. Spend time as a family over dinner and talk 
Talk about them. Talk about them with your kids. Whatever the case may be, these five truths of spiritual warfare that will help you lay a good foundation, or maybe it's just reinforce what you already know. But maybe you're asking, but is this everything I need to know? And the answer is no, not at all. Because here's the thing. We didn't talk about how to resist the devil. Now, that's a great topic, but but it's not going to fit in this episode. How, how do I do this? What does it mean, for example, in Ephesians 6, to put on the full armor of God? Mm-hmm. That's really yeah, we important. We didn't even touch that, did we? That's an important piece that we need to do. And there's many, many other topics that we could cover that we didn't cover here. So we recognize that. But again, just a good foundation for you. I'd mention it at the start of episode two. Let me mention it again. Uh, right now, media, for those of you who call New Hope home, you have you have wonderful and free access to all those resources. Uh, it's there. You could email me if you want some book ideas. Uh, Pastor Jake had mentioned a small group uh, or or a Bible study that you're a part of. That could be a great place to dig deeper and learn more. Uh, this For those, again, for New Hope, this is going to be a place, that, whether it's in podcasts or honestly, more likely in a sermon series, we're going to come back to. And if we're going to unpack see, this more. If you want to see Ryan do a sermon series on this, flood his email inbox and uh, we'll make sure we get it on the schedule. That'd be fun. Hey, again, thank you for listening. Thank you for being uh, with Jake and I as we unpack this uh, important topic. Just we pray for you and we pray this has been an encouragement for you. And again, a very helpful thing for you in your spiritual journey. Uh, You know you are loved and prayed for, and uh, we'll see you next time on our next podcast episode. God bless. God bless.